everyone, and welcome back to Soundcheck. Sound rock and check. roll. <laughs> Why'd you just repeat it? Because I wanted to fuck with you. Well, it worked. I'm excited. Great. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Alternative Music Podcast here at Central Michigan Life. I, my name's Andrew Mullen. I'm joined by uh, our, my, my, our, my co-host. <laughs> I'm everyone's co-host. I'm Michael Livingston. Nice to meet you. Well, well, it's just, well, it's just us two right now because Brent has something else to do. So we can get away with saying whatever Anything. the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> we we're, can just we're, say, we should just say We're really off the books s- here. Huh? We're off the books. <laughs> so what's our topic today, my man? Well, uh, first of all, um, I would just like to remind everyone that we have a Twitter account. Yes. Let me. Gotta check. plug the Soch. Gotta plug the Soch. Actually, I gotta pull it up here because I forgot our Twitter handle. Because <laughs> I, I I figured out how to change it. Really? I, 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 I managed to become a kind of a millennial and actually figured out how to change it. Uh, I actually figured out how to change my own personal one, too. Well, At Michael go. C. Live, if y'all want to follow. Yeah, well, no, no, no one will. <laughs> no one should follow mine, my personal t- shit. Um, uh, our, our Twitter is soundcheckofficial at scheckofficial. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. We post, uh, we post recommendations. We post, uh, we do responses to like bands or news or anything like Which that. Which lately for you has been responding to Anthony Fantano. You're right, you're right. <laughs> and, um, but I, I barred Michael from posting memes, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but... Yeah. Sometimes it's uh sometimes it can be funny. And so uh, I, it's definitely worth Speaking of follow. memes, we have probably the most ultimate meme-worthy band going on right now. Indeed. Cuz today we are talking about everyone's favorite band yet everyone's favorite band to hate. We've got Weezer today. And I die if you want to destroy my sweater. We thought it would be a good idea to talk about this with the recent release of the Black Album. Yeah. Um, we this this episode went through so many different phase changes because we mentioned last week we were gonna have Melissa and that didn't right. happen. Um, and then Brent. And then we were gonna have Brent on because Brent actually just saw Weezer. And with, apparently he's a big Weezer fan. Yeah. Which, and and um, unfortunately he's not on today. Too, he's so not even in the room. Yeah. So it's just so. gonna be me and Andrew oh, sharing well. our shitty opinions as usual. <laughs> But, but it's but, gonna be a fun one because Weezer's yeah. just a fun band. Yeah, and you know, you know, as as, as much as it hate as this band has garnered over the years, a lot of it rightly deserved, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone still has an overall favorable opinion of Weezer. So, mm-hmm. I, so pretty much the thing I want to do is very similar to what we did with the hair metal episode, where we kind of go through them album by album and rank good, bad, or okay. Because mm-hmm. think about, like, a perfect discography to do it. Except for maybe, apart from, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, all of their albums do generate, like, a lot of, like, I don't say controversy, but just a lot of discussion about how good it, or it's, bad they it's, are. They're definitely all worth discussing. They're for all sure. independent and unique well, in their own way. Well, maybe... Two of them aren't, but uh, whatever. Those. I mean, they are, they all like you look at you look at Weezer discography and you say like, yeah, this is this is where they went awful on this <laughs> album. This is where they kind of did some good stuff here. Like, there's some there's yeah, stuff to the, point out on the, every single the, one. There, of them. there is, and, and certainly nothing's forgettable. Yeah, and you know, I, I think to me, like the genre of hair metal or whatever you want to call it, there mm. is a Michael disagreed in that point, but there is a it's lot of bad, degree but. of quality, mm. uh, degrees of quality with Weezer's 
career. They have they have made some probably the best alternative music um, ever made. Mm-hmm. Yet they've also made some of the most mind-numbingly stupid records you can possibly imagine. Right. So, th- so there's a there's a good there's a good degree here of of discussion. So yeah. I'm looking I mean, forward are, to it. Would you consider yourself a really like hardcore Weezer fan? No, um, I wouldn't I mean, either. But I mean, I, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So, um, do you just want to talk, talk talk about how we got into them? Yeah, because I was just going to mention, like, I can't imagine what it feels like to be, a, like, a hardcore Weezer fan, to just go through those roller coasters of emotions. So, for, I, I will bring bring that up back yeah. later. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so honestly, funny enough, I probably didn't get into Weezer until um, 2014, because that's when Everything Will Be Alright in the End came out. Mm. Because um, I wasn't, I didn't really start to really get into music until, like, 2012. Right. I think by then a lot of people thought Weezer were done, because that was after... Gratitude and Hurley and people mm-hmm. were like, oh, well. How can, of, they, how can they come back from yeah, this? They, they yeah, they just, like, royally fuck themselves. So right. I think I've said the F on, like, at least 10 times. Brent's not here. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. So that's kind of what the discussion with them. And honestly, before then, I, I hated this band. Like, genuinely. Yeah, did you mentioned not that. Like I remember that. No, I, I know I've said that a couple times here on the show, but um, I, I kind of blame it on the song Hashpipe. And uh, which, Beverly Hills, which people will hate you for, because Hashpipe and Beverly Hills, like those are some fan favorites right there. Those are the well, hits. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those later. But mm-hmm. Hashpipe, Beverly Hills, and this one really hurts to say, but I think I, I remember just not even liking Undone, which is this, so, that's what got me into Weezer. Man. I know, I know, it's one, it's probably my favorite Weezer song now. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it, there's just something about, I don't know, just first of all, Hashpipe especially, I just did not like Rivers' vocals. But, like, there's something about the music I didn't get, and just looking at these four weird, scroggly, scroggly-looking guys on mm-hmm. a blues album cover Forky-y. is, like, I'm like, what the fuck is this band? I don't understand them. So I just kind <laughs> right. of ignored them. And then when Back to the Shack hit, like, you know, when I started getting radio play, like, I remember just, like, I'd be waking up, and that chorus would be in my head. I'm like... Oh shit! I think I'm starting to like this. Yeah. And then Buddy yeah. Holly turned me around. Then eventually, and then when I really understood what, like, especially with the Blue Album, what this band kind of represented, I'm like, oh no, these guys are pretty, pretty solid. So, yeah. um, that slowly but surely turned me around on them. And now I can say I'm a pretty big Weezer fan. Can't say I'm a hardcore like Weezer fanatic. Um, it's interesting though, because you've kind of gone through the emotional roller coaster that I, I said like a Weezer fan would usually follow. Well, you know, no, I think you I kind of got kinda, turned around. And no, more. I think pa- pa- maybe a little bit, but I think partly because I was an idiot. Mm. Like that was because, I mean, if Hashpipe was keeping me away and yeah. fucking Undone was keeping me away from uh, yeah. Weezer, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, for me, it was it was it was a lot different because I got thrown the Blue Album right away. Okay. I I got it. I went through my dad's CD collection in the basement just out of nowhere, and there it was sitting there looking at the cover. There's the four geeky. Dudes, yeah, and I, my, I just got a car at the time. I think I was fifteen and a half, so I was driving around like with my parents and like doing the, you know, the permit and stuff like that. So I would play CDs. You're in Michigan, you only have to be like what fourteen and like yeah, three quarters think, to yeah, get even like could, a learner's permit, which is weird, right? So. But yeah, no, I was driving around like with supervision by the time I was like fifteen. Yeah. So I had that plan all the time. And when my name is Jonas hits with you know that acoustic, yeah. like, and you get blown away right away. It's like, God, this is this is a good band. But then you know, and then I would never get through the whole album though because I never drove <laughs> that long, <laughs> so I never reached only in dreams until like two years later, uh, which <laughs> eventually became my favorite song on the Blue album, yeah. which is crazy That's to think one. about. But I, I yeah, we I was introduced to Weezer very. 
uh, synthetically and very easily. And mm. and um, but Pinkerton and like the the more fan favorite stuff didn't come in until much later. Yeah, um, I mean, it took me a while to get past like just start listening to Blue, mm-hmm. like like Blue and like you know maybe a couple things from uh what's um everything would be all right. Right. So because because I because again I kind of entered within. Everything is going to be all right in the end, and then obviously Blue kind of was the jumping start gap. But yeah. they're they're an odd band because everyone hails the Blue album as being one of the greatest, like of all, like of the nineties, oh, yeah. maybe oh, yeah. even one of the best Great. debut albums ever. But mm-hmm. like, it's a really, it's not a terribly complicated record, and it's they're not a terribly complicated band, even though they've tried to be at times and failed miserably. But, <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll get we'll get to red in, in a little yeah. bit, but <laughs> uh, where I got really into like started to explore their discography beyond Blue was when I actually saw them over the summer yeah. and starting to gear up to you see saw them. them with the Pixies, right? I actually went to see the Pixies. Like I could care less about Weezer, but the Pixies <laughs> were opening for Weezer. I'm like, I got to go see the Pixies. And uh, granted, Kim Deal wasn't the bassist, and it was it was mediocre. Honestly, the Pixies performed. Kind of uh, subpar uh, to my standards. Honestly, I, I, I had high standards, though. I love the Pixies. I, so. I, I like. I like. I mean, I don't think I've explored the Pixies. Sorry for the sidebar, but mm. I don't think I've explored the Pixies enough. Because mm. honestly, when, if, you, if you're talking like Kim Deal, like I'm, I'm going to the Breeders first. And she yeah. was, she was the one who went to the Breeders, sure. right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I love Last Splash. So uh, granted, I, I can't say I like them more than the Pixies. I don't know their stuff as much, but like you know, I like Subculture. It's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, like I went to see the Pixies. My friend Aaron was going to see Weezer. My friend Tim was going just to see Weezer play Africa. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Uh, Tim, if you're listening, man, expl- you got to get we're, more we're, into are, Weezer. Are, are, are we are we talking about the Teal album? We're talking not out of the gate, but like at, that was that was when they just did, covered yeah. Africa because someone yeah. tweeted it to them. Yeah. They had the Teal album wasn't out by then. Okay. I, I know. I'm saying. I was talking about them later. Talking yeah. About oh, yeah. The teal is going right, to be in. That's fine for sure. It, it may be <laughs> not included in the entire scheme of the discography, yeah. but you definitely. I need to hear. People need to hear your opinions about it for sure. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Fair. So so I I really got into their discography preparing for this show, and I was blown away by how good they perform live. I remember, um, and Brent, if he was here, he'd probably back me up, like because I don't think they vary much in yeah. the way they perform um I, I, they came out and the backdrop was like a college dorm room like really trying to drive home their whole <laughs> we're aesthetic. still young we're still young it. yeah but and then rivers was wearing like a this this like he was wearing his thick you know hipster glasses with a with a button-up shirt and tie and then as the the performance went on he would remove more and more clothes so eventually he was just in a nirvana uh, muscle tea. <laughs> Hold like, on. Did this ever have any muscles to show off? No, no. He was just a, <laughs> he was just a pale, pale man. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was definitely a cool show because they did this awesome thing where they Rivers got on this boat, um, the SS Weezer. Yeah. Um, um, Brent said that he they, they, he saw saw uh, Rivers do that when they played Paranoid. Mm-hmm. But this was at DTE, so like he. Came if you if you've ever been to DT, there's like that middle part that kind of separates the the lawn yeah, with the seating I, with the pavilion. There's stairs there. Like how does he traverse that? He he just went over the concrete that separates the pavilion and the lawn. 
So I was like, I was, it sucks because I was sitting more towards the top of the lawn. So I didn't get too close to him, but he got real close. He was in the lawn though? Oh yeah. He was right up and close and personal with the audience playing a beautiful rendition of Island in the Sun, which is one electric guitar. And he was absolutely stunning how good it was yeah i'd love to see that re-recorded without any instrumentation instrumentation maybe just like an acoustic of it that would have been cool did you know there's a story behind the ss weezer because i don't know much about this i i don't know it either i i never looked that in looked into we probably just thought it'd be a really funny meme yeah probably (laughs) he's rivers has got such a uh, oh god! His if anyone's li- cringeworthy, you gotta follow that man's no, Instagram. No, you, you don't. gotta. No, well, I, I think I do, uh, unfortunately. But like, I, I think my favorite one that I, I saw, and it wasn't because of what he said. It was just the response. It was like, "Did you just ever love Weezer?" And I think the <laughs> top response was, "You make it difficult sometimes." <laughs> I remember seeing that. I was dying too. I, dude, I made a meme for for Rivers, and I DM'd it oh. to him, and I'm gonna see if it appears in his Instagram within the next few days. If it is, we're tweeting that out uh, like michael made this meme and we and we're for anyone who doesn't know it. i i i'm essentially like a grumpy like 70 year old on the inside yeah. I, I think memes are a stain on society and should be that's why this show should be popular because you can appeal to the older folk that's just <laughs> know. you know cynical I'm and hate everything grumpy, yeah and i'm dickhead. a little and i'm a little ray of sunshine over here you're you're a sunshine rock. If uh, as a callback to last week's episode, there you go. I actually hated that album, but okay, not hated it, but you know, not the best. But anyway, anyway. yeah. So the the performance was awesome. They played all the hits, and at the time that was just when Pacific Daydream played out. So unfortunately, they played. Um, I think it was Mexican Fender. Oh, but, no, that was actually like the one of like maybe two decent tracks on that album. Yeah, but like uh, it least. was so so. That, but they knew. I feel like they knew in the back of their mind, like. People only go to that just to hear like the blue album and Pinkerton era and yeah. green. Well, and- well, it was funny because um, uh, when I asked Brent this earlier, like, how much of Teal in the Black album did they play? Well, I live? feel like, well, and I he said like they tour- only played "Can't Knock the Hustle." And uh, they, they played, like, three stuff from Teal. Like, Africa, mm-hmm. I think Paranoid, and yeah. then the AHA. Because I, f- I really feel like this t- this latest tour, this one over the summer with the Pixies, was them experimenting with the cover thing. So they played Africa, they played um, Take On Me, and they played Paranoid. Um, and then they kind of realized that, like, oh, this gets a lot of, like, fans going at live shows. I, what I think they didn't understand is not a lot of people want to hear that from a studio album. You know, like a whole well, well, a covers well, album. I, I'm gonna save all the points I have for that. Right. When, if, we're, if we're gonna talk about teal, but, um, but yeah, no. Anyways, I th- I think, um, I, sorry. Just go go ahead. Finish. Yeah. No. I, all I want to conclude about that concert experience is they put on a great show, and I would recommend someone going to see them live, any day. Yeah, well, I, I, I just I just feel like I, I'm just afraid of like what I mean because here's the thing. I remember like. Like, I think it was in 2017. I was I saw that like the the Chili Peppers were gonna play play in like mm-hmm. Lansing or or somewhere, and I was like, okay. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a pretty big Chili Peppers fan. I, I really like all their stuff from like Mother's Milk until like I think for a lot of people, Can't Stop is kind of where I jump off from that. But sure. like like wow, I really like that stuff. And then so I was looking at set list. I'm like, oh, like half the stuff is like from the new. Garbage records and like, and then garbage like, and then I the getaway is fantastic. Like, excuse me, huh? The getaway is fantastic. Excuse me. 
Are we going to have to have a Red Hot Chili Peppers episode now oh, so God. I can debate you on this? God, it's so bad. It's, it's so no, it's boring. not. Even Stadium Arcadium is boring. What the fuck is wrong with you? Danny, <laughs> Danny California is the one of the worst singles. That is not true. Danny California sucks. It's good. Well, it oh doesn't suck, but it's it, it's it's fairly subpar. I'm about to, like, to go psycho mode things. on you, Andrew. I swear to God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, but, but so that's why I didn't really want to go though. Okay. It's like like half like of like the um of the, the set list that I saw. It's like oh I'm not gonna have a good time. I'm only gonna see okay. like, like they're not gonna play all the deep cuts from like all like the classic era because yeah, yeah. because obviously they're not gonna play anything from one hot minute unfortunately anymore even though that record fucking rips but um yeah so i, I don't know i kind of see this that that same problem with weezer like if they're gonna be playing a lot of stuff from, they're gonna be like obviously you know they're gonna play beverly hills mm-hmm. and then you'll you'll hear perfect like apparently brent said they played a bit of perfect situation i don't know why they would do that but they did apparently mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'd just be afraid I be, wouldn't be getting my money's worth. If no, play, I, like, yeah. See, I would I would totally say exhaust those fears because I think they're self aware enough to realize like this is what the fans really come to their shows to okay. do. And there's some dedicated Weezer fans out there, dude. Yeah. So it's like if we're gonna play to these kind of people, we gotta play what they like. Apparently, Brent said like on like the previous show or something, they played a Maladroit song, which would be like really cool to hear. Yeah, probably so. probably a uh, dope nose or something. Uh, maybe I don't remember which one. But that one sounds complicated to play though. Yeah, yeah. but anyways, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, before we start to give away some of our opinions beforehand, just want to just dive right in. We got Jesus like fourteen. If we're gonna talk about deals, yeah, yeah, we got to get this shit rolling. Yeah. If okay. we we're we're gonna try to not make it like the hair metal episode, like two and a half hour. <laughs> so I'm thinking before uh, we, we before we start talking about each album, we'll just like. Just like quickly, just give the ranking because then we're gonna do good, bad, or okay. And are we just going in chronological order? Yeah, we're just gonna go chronological okay. order. You'll just you'll we'll say one, two, three. You'll say yours. I'll say mine. And then, oh, the the rating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, bad, or okay. And then uh, yeah, which is pretty. Int- which is we're gonna start off with a pretty anticlimactic start because I think everyone knows what our opinion is gonna be on this album. Right. Three, two, one. Great. Well, you didn't start. Good. Okay. Good, but Fuck like, you. but great. You're right. I mean, it's it's this it's a classic. I yeah. mean, Jesus, it's it's the blue album. Yeah. Weezer's the first debut. self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can you say about this record? Well, I I was curious because before this podcast, Brent actually texted us saying, "Oh, you should listen to the deluxe edition and the the behind the scenes like deeper cuts or the mm-hmm. B sides that came off it." I didn't get a chance to do that. Did you have any no. time to do that? <laughs> No. I'd like to now. But yeah, I'm but. interested because it's it's, fu- it's funny that you said that because I know I, I I sent in that group chat. I remember like I was doing research. Uh, I think around the time of like Ratitude or something, maybe a little bit before, he said mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we have like over, over like 800 like demos and like unreleased tracks with yeah. Weezer and his own stuff. And obviously, um, was that one Space Opera one he was talking about? Um, yeah. Um, that was fo- originally supposed to be Pinkerton. but Music from the Black Hole or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So th- there is probably a lot. I'm surprised at how much unreleased material that this band had. I'm sure a lot of that has been since has since been released, but like, you know, there are there are bands like you know, I think Jimi Hendrix had like had like a similar number of like unreleased material. Yeah, you, you can look at like Nirvana, and they had like if you look at what's that one like the silver that that one big oh, like th- huge. It's like it's, it's like that like black and white one where it's just the three bands with three members and they're like sitting there it's like multiple discs of like unreleased material oh with the lights out yes thank you Mm -hmm. and then you also have incesticide which is tons of unreleased material too yeah too 
So that's pretty much considered a studio. You, you get those bands that just like make a bunch of stuff you mm-hmm. never hear until like much later. But the blue album, like going track by track, it's like you really cannot spot a track besides maybe like. I never really liked Holiday. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, that's like the one, like, I guess the weak link. Even then, like, the weak link in it is it's still, just, like, really good. Oh, my God. Like, I want to know what your favorite track is out of all the entire oh, Blue album, though. that's really fucking It's difficult. hard, isn't it? I mean, honestly, I, I, I probably have to go with, like, uh, really, really predictable and just say either Buddy Holly or Undone. In the Garage is up yeah. there, too, though. Buddy Holly took me a, a real long time to actually like. Oh, that was, like, that was, like, for, ones that actually finally me. turned me around at Weezer. Yeah. It, no, I love it now, but it's like for some reason that one, and then um, I think for a while, like I love Say It Ain't So at first, and then I went mm-hmm. through like this month period where I'm just like, Say It Ain't So isn't that good of a song. And then I was just like, How wrong was I? But for me, like the top tracks is like, My Name is Jonas, and The World Has Turned and Left Me Here with those acoustics. I hadn't heard that song in a, in a, in a while, and I was like, "Yeah, it was one of the it, ones it that is, was." It is to me one of the weaker links, but I, I will definitely concede that those like really, really nice acoustics blend really well with oh, yeah. the um, things. Honestly, I probably like that one more than uh, Holiday. And you never, else. you never get that back on any Weezer album. It's no. uh, like how well they they mix those acoustics with those with the yeah. other instruments. Like, man, I just wish they could do that one you know? more time. Yeah. But in this in this recent listening. To all of the, you know, the whole discography, I didn't realize my love for Only in Dreams with that bass line. Yeah, that, it's, it's, it's so it's a great, good. It's a really good song. I, I wouldn't call this my favorite. I know you said it might be yours, but it's, it's a really, it's a great closing track. And mm-hmm. it, well, it's you just know my this love band knows how to build up a song. Yeah. make a point about buddy holly though yeah. and like because he's and, and kind of like undone as well and kind of and maybe uh not think i circle x but the point is about lyrics mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't think anyone's ever really uh except maybe on pinkerton even then that's a that's a i i would argue that's a tall order to claim that they are musical lyrical geniuses mm-hmm. um they've never been that known to be that deep or that Sometimes even that sensible lyric. Maybe they're so not deep that they're deep, or the or the just nonsensical. <laughs> I don't know, but but no. So and and trust me, later on I'm gonna get really critical of of, of some of the lyrics on uh, uh, in their discography. But I I know some people will go back and say, you know, oh, undone, Buddy Holly, really, 
really dorky lyrics, snotty, pretty dumb, mm-hmm. not worth looking at. And maybe Undone, I can kind of see that, but he, here's, what I, here's what I like about this album lyrically, that they're able to use some of those more quirky lyrics that they're kind of known for, sure. but actually still use them to make a point that you can actually understand what they're fucking saying. Okay. Which is a lot to say again when we go later on. Like, Buddy Holly, like... They, like a lot of like the song is based on the fact that Rivers Cuomo looks a lot like Buddy Holly. He does indeed. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. He, he, he but then the, but then the chorus is, you know, ooh my, I look just like Buddy Holly. Whoa, and you're married to, you know, it's 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 he's painting this picture of this of this like you know love life. And then Chris got, of course, it's the famous lines to start the song. Right. What's with these homies dissing my girls? Why do they got a front? Obviously, the most nerdy fucker <laughs> using, like, Yanks, like, street language. But, yeah. like, you know he's doing it ironically. Um, the, the point I'm trying to make with it is that they're, they're using these weird, quirky lines, but it's all about how much he loved his girlfriend at the time. And people would make, and I think it's other, I think the other bandmates kind of made, f- like, fun of her based on her appearance or whatever. And he's like, no, I, I think she's, she's my girl. That. Yeah. She's my girl. I love her. And cool and it's honest to me Buddy Holly honestly to me is one of the most endearing love songs ever written which is a weird thing <laughs> whoa no, seriously I think just because and how like how lighthearted like I know I'm considered like a really like cynical motherfucker but oh, I can't definitely. even listen I can't I can't listen to Buddy Holly and not feel like oh that's like it's, 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 it's adorable mm-hmm. it's an adorable song in all the best ways so and, and undone again the whole metaphor of unraveling the sweater it, it the, the, the roommate behind it isn't that deep. It's like, why do you got to bring me down, man? Yeah. I say the whole thing. But that's still, that's still something. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, that's why I, that's why, that's why I wanted to say that early on, just, just when I am critical of how stupid their lyrics get later on is, well, I know they've done stupid lyrics, but actually well. Right. Which so, makes you just that much more disappointed, yeah. you know? So, sorry, I, I talked no, a lot okay, there. So what else, what else, do you have anything else to say about this record? <laughs> really not much. It's like... It's just essential 90s material. If you haven't heard at least one song from this record in your life, you're living under a rock. You you need to listen. Well, yeah, that. And you just need to listen to the whole album. It's really, it's it's only, well, it's actually one of their longest albums. It's 40 minutes. It's it's a standard album length, and it's really worth your time. So, Mm -hmm. Um, moving moving on then? uh, Yeah, Pinkerton. I mean, this is probably another obvious one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One, two, three. Fantastic. It's good. Great. Or whatever, you know. Okay. It's, I know we're, I know I made really broad, like, categories, but, like, you know, if I say it's good, it doesn't mean, mean I think it's, like, oh, it's just good. Like, it's, to me, Pinkerton's another great album. Mm. Anyway, so why do you like Pinkerton? Well, you gotta, you gotta look at Pinkerton in comparison with the Blue album. It's kind of night and day, because in this one, they bring in these abrasive, almost like metal, like grungy yeah. tones, guitar tones. It's so much darker. And it it all has to do with the band history too because, and I researched this, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on this because if you actually look at River's life and like how his how he transitions to different periods in his life and how that affects the music, it's pretty important to yeah. the overall, you know, Weezer, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, after the Blue album was released, it got so much praise. And he he kind of pulled like a Kurt Cobain and wasn't really ready for that kind of fame. Yeah. So he kind of dropped off the map, got into Harvard, started studying. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he's a Harvard. And I don't know if he's a graduate, but I know he studied at Harvard for a fact. And he, a, as he was there, he kind of realized like, eh, no, maybe I can actually 
do the be a star, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, I'm just going to put all my heart and soul into this one record, all of my feelings. I'm just going to put it, lay it all on the table and see where it goes from there. And Pinkerton is like, I think it got like the worst reviews out of any Weezer album. Um, initially. Initially. Because now it's revered as a cult classic. But like back then, it got horrible reviews. Yeah. So, um, and I'm going to mention him now because uh, I'm, I'm going to be referencing him quite a bit. But um, there's a YouTuber, rather than his channel's called The Rock Critic. Uh, Crash Thompson is what he refers himself to. Um, he, 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 he does, he'll do like, like, I mean, extremely long-form album reviews. Mm-hmm. I just love hearing this man talk about music. But he did a whole series called The Rise and Fall of Weezer. Where I watched I, that video. Oh, for... Uh, I watched for, I watched that one and then the video, you know, the videos that are kind of like understanding so-and-so? I don't, I don't know what that channel is called, but you've probably seen those videos before, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Understanding Weezer, understanding... Like, but you saw, like, yeah. the one of the Rise and Fall of Weezer. I watched, like, a good third of it, yeah. Of which one? The the first one, like the initial one. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's so 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 there's that one, but he started out in 2012, and he didn't. He has a really inc- I I don't just I like him. He has a really inconsistent and sparse upload schedule, and he didn't end up finishing until 2014. Until actually after everything would be all right in the end, and it's kind of a funny. It actually it actually does make kind of make it a little bit better because narratively it made it more interesting. But mm. anyways, um, but no. So in that first episode though, you know, he he he, he did talk about like how. With, with Pinkerton, a lot of people didn't like it at the time. Be- and the reason he gave it, I thought, interesting, but it made sense because, I mean, here's the thing. Um, when Blue Album, Blue Album came out in 94, mm-hmm. what else happened in 94? Uh, Kirk Cobain. Yeah, he killed himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, and the point he made was like, yeah, a lot of people weren't like... Like, that's kind of, like, you can argue, I don't want to say grunge died right that second, but mm. the death nail was put in there. It because did, yeah. Because here's the thing. Evan was just like, whoa, okay. I, anything. I, I, I mean, like, grunge kind of fell out because people were like, I need something happy here. Mm-hmm. And what big, what were two, two of the biggest rock albums, probably the two biggest rock albums from, from that year? Well, one of them's the Blue Album. Blue Album, and, and the, the other one. one was Dookie by Green Day. Ah, good point. And um, honestly, so obviously when Longview comes on, I mean, everyone's just like, you know, okay, well, this is a grunge, but I need... It's something, yeah. Yeah, something. something I, 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 I think about mood. masturbation instead of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of about, you know, my hero killing himself. So, right. uh, and, and Blue Album, you know, obviously songs like Buddy Holly had that kind of carefree, happy nature where it would, mm-hmm. you know, help people. Not to say it's a fully happy album, but, you know, it, it served those purposes. Yeah. And so Blue was overall, I think, looked as kind of like a happy album in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least just being happy with being a total dork. Right. And, and that's kind of the genius with Weezer. When, when when Pinkerton came around, it's a much darker, much more depressed, and kind of even a creepy record at times. Like I said, as well. night and day, man. Like so, it, I I don't think a lot of people really were. It, it kind of felt not only were a lot of people not ready for that. I think a lot of them also. I think it also kind of made it felt dated as well. Was his point on that because he'd already been hearing this well before, and we don't want right, this anymore. Right. So I thought that was a very interesting point he made. Mm-hmm. So, but now if you look back on this, a lot of people, including our own Brent here says he's got Pinkerton at the top of the list tied with blue but he has Pinkerton above blue yeah so and judging by Brent's taste yeah. already I'm gonna assume he Pinkerton. likes Pinkerton well you would think Melodroid would be the uh, Brent pick in the, right in the list, or but. something like that but no but no so yeah. red would probably be his pick you know no, I don't think he li- <laughs> I don't think he likes red yeah it's red. it's in the middle but anyways but anyways go ahead go, go ahead go ahead. yeah it's just it, 
it's it's noisy is what when i i listen to tired of sex right the the opening track it's like whoa where the fuck did that acoustic guitar from my name is jonas go you know what i don't know it's probably my first controversial opinion and i don't know yet Mm -hmm. i i i I, kind of hated my head and i think it actually might be true tired of sex better opener than my name is jonas Tired of sex. I, I, it's yeah. such a, how, how often do you get like a mainstream rock song that talks about, you know what? I don't want to have sex. I, I'm done with sex. <laughs> right. How often do you get that? Right. I, that's why I, I love it so much. Comparing this to like the 80s hair metal episode, <laughs> I mean, fuck, right? <laughs> Where they're having like orgies three times a day and right. writing about it. By oh the way, boy. did you watch The Dirt yet? No, I haven't watched Good. The Dirt. I'm not going to, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, please watch it for me and tell me how you think. Oh, boy. I, I don't want to watch this. Just be uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you have to now that you're known as our, our metal boy. Well, I, hate, our I metal don't boy like Motley Crue that much. <laughs> I, that's unfair to me. Anyway. Maybe it was about Twisted Sister. I'll give it, I'd have to give it a go. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> after that, you get Get You, which that's is my favorite. Well, yeah, that's a good one. That's probably the best, like, most approachable song on the album. Yeah. IMHO. But like, like, it's just so catchy. I like I like the ending. I like Butterfly. Yeah. Lyrically though, this does get a bit uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Explain like, your it, thing with across the sea. Oh, I mean, I don't want. I'm sorry. I don't. Grant, I know he was younger then, but I, I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't want to hear about Rivers fantasizing about a barely barely legal Japanese girl he's never met mm. based on like a fan letter she wrote him. I'll granted, I understand that that song is probably self-aware a bit. Yeah. And so it, I, it's probably supposed to be a little creepy. And honestly, the music to it's great, but mm-hmm. it's a little off-putting and uh, pink. I like the song pink triangle, but my God, some of those lines, they, I'm not going to be PC and I don't, I, I'm not finding it offensive, but I think some of it's, a, some of it probably would not probably get a little, it is true that I think some of it would get some flack today. It's all just so childish. It's like, oh, well, she's a lesbian, you know, when I had a crush on her. Oh, and so, <laughs> well, what were some of the lines on that? I don't the, remember, man, but I know exactly. It, it's literally just right in front of your face. Like, yeah. he, he blatantly says, like, and she's a lesbian. I Damn. mean, I mean, which, which yeah. fire, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's a situation that a lot of people can relate to. And, I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's necessarily a... We I mean, not a lot, but you you know. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a de- I think it's an okay topic to sing about, but sure. like especially in Weezer's case where it's like they try to bring a little humor into it yeah, and some you of, know, some self deprecation. Yeah, you know. I don't know, just uh, some of it's a bit cringe. Some of the lines in there are a bit cringeworthy. But no, I I think Pinkerton is a very obvious close second. I think the it. I think the reason why it's so good is maybe that those like childish vocals completely contrast yeah. The instrumentation of the entire album. Yeah. Like we were just talking about that dark, noisy, gritty instrumentation yeah. and how that just, you pair that up with like Riz Rivers' voice. It's like, 
what the fuck am I listening to? But like on songs like El Scorcho and like Why Bother and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's, it's they're all good songs. found a deep, much deeper appreciation for this album when I re-listened to the whole discography this time around because I always hear people, especially on, like, emo music accounts because this yeah. has a lot of emo. But anyways, yeah, so Pinkerton, great record. I think a lot of people would agree with that. But mm-hmm. uh, this... This is where we start to transition out of the golden era, yeah, some would well, say. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. Well, first of all, they broke up for about it for a few years after yep. this because I think yeah, just people just didn't know how to react to that. So... Well, it was mostly Rivers. He went into extreme depression. Dude. Okay. He pla- I remember reading something, painted all the walls in his in his house black and Ugh. boarded up the windows, you know, really melodramatic. And he, he went through this huge state of depression because of how badly this the Pinkerton was received. Yeah. Um, it, you know what I want to ask you? You think if if it was if Pinkerton was appreciated how it is nowadays when it initially came out, you think that would have changed Weezer's songwriting going forth? Like maybe they would have kept with maybe the Pinkerton themes and maybe would have produced better music all I in think general. You have a point there because I was thinking about that. Because if yeah. we're transitioning to the next one, the Green Album, mm-hmm. oh my God! Like remember, this was in two thousand one, and Pinkerton was still like considered the uh, ooh, record. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were just like, oh, it's kind of shit. So. um you can tell they were playing it safe. Yeah. Like, no one's business on green. And that's kind of it to its fault. Here, yeah. So. Even even in terms of, like, song length. Like, I don't think there's... like it's they're 28 all, minutes, the whole album. Yeah. They're all, like, two-minute songs, which I actually appreciate. Yeah. Um, like, I love some short songs. And especially, like, you know... You like long songs, but you also love short songs. Well, like... Be consistent, Michael. Well, here's the thing is, like, the only short songs you're going to get, like... Especially if you're listening to this back in like 2001, is you're you're going back and listening some hardcore punk or something. So it's like list, getting some alternative songs um, with sh- short lengths. Yeah. That's that's golden right there. You get what you came for. You get those awesome choruses and you you leave. You know. Yeah. But to back up into your point, so yeah, I think I think you might be on. I think you might get some darker records. I, I think if that had, if if it was much more if. Pinkerton was much more well received. I think I think we would have eventually gone back to something as happy sounding as something like Blue, or maybe we would have gotten something like Green, yeah. just maybe a little more gritty, um, or like. I just think it, I just think like that that point where Pinkerton was not received well and Rivers goes into depression and stuff like that. That's that's a pinnacle marking for years to come in oh. Weezer's discography. Yeah, and I, how it shapes the rest of the record. Well, I don't I don't know because I think a, pro- a large problem with with how 
crap. A lot of their music was on. Like some of it was just experimenting and failing. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it's also just following trends and doing it really poorly. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a. I don't. I don't. It's certainly a turning point. Um, in the short term, I don't know in the long term how much it would have, how much the reception of Pinkerton had on their career. Mm-hmm. It, but you know, I, I definitely see. I definitely think that's a really interesting point, and I haven't thought about it before. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, we already kind of talked a bit about Green Album. Just want to give her rankings on that. All I yeah. Um, just one, two, three. It's okay. I put it up there as good. Okay. Yeah. Um, First mostly disagreement. Yeah, I guess. It's mostly just because, like, you do find a lot of hits on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of pretty good deep cuts, too. The B-side gets a little repetitive, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, especially on, like, the last, like, four or five tracks. Um, I, I do say I, I love Crab and Knockout. Yeah. Knockdown, Dragout. Those are probably my two favorites mm-hmm. on this. And then you, know, you kind of talked about it further. I like Island in the Sun. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's a, I, know, I, know, I know some Weezer fans hate that song, and that's mm-hmm. fair, but... It's a, it's, it's a sweet tune. little ditty. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I've ever said the word ditty on <laughs> air before. Oh, hey. We had, there's a first for everything. But, I got a lot of Green Day influences from this, too. Or not Green Day influences, but Green Day It's just because it's green, thing. Michael. <laughs> Fuck you, no. It's, <laughs> like, if you listen to, like, I think it's Photograph. Yeah. There's, like, a walking bass line in there that's really Green Day. And then, like, kind of, kind of hash pipe has a little bit of that in there too. I, I could definitely hear that because it, here's the thing: it's 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 a probably one of the most polished records they've ever made, mm-hmm. maybe even the most polished. Because again, they were trying. It's it sounded like it, this. This here's my problem with here's my main problem with Green. It sounds like blue, but with its with its with a lot of its edge taken out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still looks good. it still has some punchy guitar, still has some good distortion, but nowhere near to not even to like the effect. It, Blue had, and certainly not Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. And so, in listening to it, it's just kind of like, it just feels kind of weak, you yeah. know. It just in, in that sense. And the songwriting mm-hmm. doesn't; it's a little too simple at times. To really, does kind of make it like you said, boring. Even though it is twenty eight minutes, it's short and sweet, but it is a lot of it is some of it is kind of forgettable. Yeah. And and here comes probably my first. Here comes uh, probably my second controversial opinion here. Oh God. I'm sorry, Hashpipe's overrated, guys. It's, it's not. Yes, it is. Hashpipe's so a great song. I, I will admit, I still probably have some residual hate from it, from it, like, keeping me away from Weezer. And I've grown on to like it. Like, I will say this, that opening riff, oh, that's so good. That opening mm-hmm. riff is so good. It's got that... It's, it's got that, like, you know, really thick, dirty groove. Right. That, you know, Almost you know, reminiscent of Pinkerton. A little bit. Well, no, no, you know what it does remind me of? Hmm. The song Down in the Street by the Stooges. Oh. It's got that, it's got the same kind of... 
bass line, that same really like, dun, 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 yeah. it's got that same thing. And it's really I'm like, wow, like you get into that groove and it's like, whoa, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the thing that re- threw me away from Weezer was Rivers vocals on this, on this track. He goes right into like that falsetto and he's like kind of <laughs> mumbling with it too. It's, Honestly, listen back to it. It's I still find that part unpleasant. I I I will say though I think Rivers is underappreciated as a vocalist because mm-hmm. he can soar when he when he wants mm-hmm. to, and I think For he sure. has even a decent range. Falsetto is not something he can do, and uh, it's it's really there's there's a song on on White. I can't remember which one it was that mm-hmm. he tried to, and it wasn't good either. But mm-hmm. and also, and this is kind of where we start to get into derpy. Weezer lyric territory. Sure. Remember when I was saying how stupid their lyrics get? It kind of starts with Hashpipe. Uh, I would just disagree. <laughs> these it's players a come to song. get me because they like my behind. I'm sorry, this is where like, it's still kind of fun. Yeah. Fun, but like, it, this is where we start to like, oh, these lyrics it's are kind of coming stupid. I think the only reason you're getting that impression is because it's specifically, specifically with those lyrics in Hashpipe, a little poppy. But it's not. It's. It doesn't it's, sound poppy though. That song. It, yeah, it's no. got that, that that bass that that the you know, that guitar riff at the mm-hmm. start does not sound. Just poppy. it doesn't set up for a pop song. But like it, you know, you know. But no, mm-hmm. I, I I still like the song though. Even though I used to hate it, I like it now. But I I don't know. I just I, I don't see it. I I think they have many songs, many deep cuts that are better than Hashpipe, and I don't know. I I I just find too much too much of the lyrics to be stupid and. Just kind of his vocals to kind of grab me away. It's an okay song. I don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. All right. Now well, we have Maladroit, which one, one, two, three. Good. Great. Yeah. Good. I, good. I might even go for great. Yeah. It's, it's, we both agreed that it's actually better than green. Yes. And Brent which, even does too. Like, yeah, this is, to me, this is like going full into the Brent pick here because no one, like, seems to remember that this album I know. exists. It, no one remembers it. and it's great. It's really good yeah. because it they, they do it it it's definitely it's kind of it is kind of green but better it's very it's it's, it's an overall I would argue upbeat record mm-hmm. but it's but it's got a lot of punch it's got a lot of dis- punchy distortion and it's mu- better production on this over round it's less polished a lot of and, cool layering too especially on dope nose and keep yeah. fishing and and I think they just take a few more risk on this one mm-hmm. I think that musically so I don't think there's a bad song on here and this. Again, no, there definitely shorts. is. I didn't like Space Rock all that much, and I didn't uh, like Fall Together. Yeah. I, for my my big tracks were definitely like Dope Nose, Keep Fishing, uh, Burnt think- Burnt Jam. I really like that one. Slob, and I think it was either Love Explosion or December, one of those at the bottom. 
but I, I, I don't remember. What, what about you? From here. Mm. An American Gigolo is a fun intro as well. Um, yeah. Take take control and yeah, you know what? Dope knows is great. I I mean I think this I think overall when you listen to this record, it's pretty solid from start to finish. Yeah. Um, it's it's only thirty three minutes. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. It's only a few minutes longer than Green, but yet there's like thirteen songs. So there's a lot of really short songs in here. Mm-hmm. It's almost it does kind of remind you of a bit punky as well, but you know. Sure. I mean, I think Green. I think Maladroit just basically upgrades uh, Green a little bit. Still keeps those short songs, which I appreciated, mm-hmm. but just added a little more to each of them. Mm-hmm. Added a little more essence, a little more of uh, nice undertones. It made you think about the album and what went into it a little more. Yeah. You know? So yeah, um, I, th- I think Maladroit is way overlooked as it shouldn't be. And I, I, I don't know why people don't remember this as much. Maybe there wasn't as much commercial. Maybe it's like because honestly, there wasn't like a super like commercially successful single that, at least one that's lasted as long as like Island or Hashpipe or. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, make believe as on uh, make believe as we'll get to in a second. But oh, um, we're gonna heavily debate. Okay, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but no, no. Maladroit though is a severely underrated record, and if you've never heard it, you should definitely go check it out. Anyway, make believe. Okay, are you ready? First, I have no. Well, shut up. First, okay. We'll ratings. give our ratings first. All right. One, two, two three. three. Okay. You're wrong. Go Fuck why. you. You're wrong. Why? Because, man. You okay? I, both Andrew and uh, Brent both have uh, make-believe down towards the bottom. And here's the thing, is just like, I listen to it all the way through. That's and right. like, there's, there's just songs on here that I am drawn to. Like, and I think you and Brent automatically took up the stigma that this album's bad because so many people say this album's bad because it's the transition into their more poppy aesthetic kind of thing. I, I don't know. Like, you you really gave me no valuable, because uh, we debated this over text about an hour ago uh, on my way back from the bus. And granted, here's the thing. I don't, definitely, this is not a strong album in their whole discography. I'll, I'll back you up on that. But it you, you put it so far down, and I don't think it's that far, I don't think you should put it that far down uh, in ranking. Okay. Like, uh, I would. I went to my girlfriend's over the weekend, and while she was listening to "We Are All on Drugs," she said, uh, "This is so bad. This shouldn't it even. Bad. <laughs> it shouldn't even be considered a song." And I'll give you that one. There's definitely some weak tracks on here, but I personally like Beverly Hills. That's a classic. Perfect situation is okay. What? Yes. Yep. He's leaving. He's he's walking out. This I'm is such. So, this is such a pity. Is great. I personally loved the vocal performance on that. Ooh. Yep. Okay. I love the damage in your heart, despite the weird lyrics. It had great instrumentation. I'm a sucker for guitar harmonics. Uh, Fucking fantastic sounding. Uh, What's the other one that I really liked? I liked my best friend. The vocal performance on that is pretty decent. You know, I'll I'll give you that one. Here, here's my. Res- I have one word to respond to your point. Yeah. It actually, it's not even a word. It's more of just a noise. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That personifies this entire album. It is lazy. This album is it's lazy. Not. It's not. Perfect it's a different creative di- direction. It's an embarrassment no, that they've not. written. It is one of the laziest songs ever. It's granted the the, the opening guitar line is fine. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, but then it immediately goes into that weird rhythm into that verse, and then River singing these stupid lyrics. No, no, no. The, 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 the album, the lyrics on this album aren't necessarily stupid. Some of them are. 
That's stupid. They're childish. They are embarrassingly childish and no. melodramatic. Depre- Pinkerton was depressed. That's fine. This album's melodramatic, and I don't find it to be as fine. It's I, just so I look at whiny. This, this record is shut, so whiny. Shut up. I, I look, haven't finished my point. <laughs> you talk too much. You interrupt me all the time. I didn't interrupt you that entire bit. <sighs> Fuck it. Finish your point. And it's just... Perfect situation. It just exemplifies everything. Like, like here's the thing. This record, Persona, I think the, the biggest problem this record has, it has it has some decent instrumentation over that's just ruined by just terrible lyrics and um half uh, half asleep vocal performances from Rivers and just nothing nothing terribly memorable comes from this album. It's one of their longest albums in their discography, and it feels longer than it should be. It's just, I, I mean, I can pick out Hold Me, Maybe My Best Friend. It is kind of silly, but at least at least there's actual energy. And there's another problem with this record. It's a sh- mid-tempo schlockfest no. for most of the thing. Yes, it is. I, that and the wasn't, other way that wasn't the direction also decent. That's three songs out of 12 that I can look at and say that's decent. In fact, I will, as silly as the lyrics are to hold me, I can I can at least give him his vocal performances. There's some genuinely like personal sounding vocals to that. opinion is that this is just I think they're experimenting with the more pop sounding things or that they're going to implement later and I think it out of all the records that they try to execute that pop sound I think it's it's done better than Pacific Daydream for sure, sure I think it's maybe I think maybe. it's done better than Black I think it's yeah, done better maybe. than Ratitude and, uh, okay, and, definitely. I'll definitely and give you right that one. on, right on the border of white. No, white did it better. So mm-hmm. here's here's the thing with, with make believe. It, I, I don't think they were experimenting as they were following trends. This is this is kind of to the point. And you know, I will give you that. What a lot kind of, of trend? Who else was doing this kind of thing in 2005? Just, Name a they, band. Did, did, I think not that they, they sounded like all of them. I think they were taking a lot of you know really. You know, musical elements from shitty radio rock bands at the time, maybe even maybe even some pop groups at the time as well, which is making trying to focus. I mean, again, the t- I mean, I think Perfect Situation really exemplifies how it's like, lazy, the sure, but, but it shouldn't represent the entire album. I mean, and I think I you're making you it you're making it out to represent the whole album. They were trying, they were they were going more mid tempo. They 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 just there's nothing just wrong with like mid tempo. They, they weren't being as instrument except for maybe a few solos from every now and again. Mm-hmm. Instrumentally, they weren't trying to break any new grounds here. It just felt like they were trying to be. They introduced a radio synth, rock They audience. introduced some synths in this record. How is that not ambitious? I mean, 
yeah, okay, this is a, this is such a pity is instrumentally interesting. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this kind of sounds good. And then Rivers came in and then started to sing his <laughs> stupid shit and sounded <laughs> half asleep. And I was like, well, fuck you. I, this this song isn't great now. Mm-hmm. And Beverly Hills, I, 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 I'm i sorry, Beverly Hills sucks. It sucks. It doesn't. No. They play this at every show. Yeah, it's, I don't it's care. a fan That's, favorite. Yeah, it's great. I, I would probably, I, I, I'd be my bathroom break, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's Boy. not. No, here, here's 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 the problem. And I I think again, I'm gonna steal a point from Mr. Crash Thompson again. And I think he made a made a really decent point about this. That this is where they also start to go away from what they're supposed to be. Well, I know they're not don't they don't have to be a specific way, but we're talking about four, you know, four geeks, four dorks who 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 get together and make some pretty cool power pop. And here's a song about but all about rivers, like I want to be a big time celebrity with all these, you know, belongings. So and stuff. you're keeping rivers in a cage, basically. You're saying no. you have to stay with this dorky aesthetic. Like, you can't expand on anything. No, I, I'm not saying you can't expand on anything, but at the same time, I just comes off as so disingenuous, especially when he because it's he, the first time. They, it's they, an experiment, they, huh? It's an experiment. No, this is the first no, time they're attempting it's selling this. Out. It, it's, it's borderline selling out. It's selling out. It's yes. Not. It is, it is literally him just saying, I want to be a big-time celebrity like everyone else. And he claims this has a positive message. It's just not. And especially in the bridge is probably the worst part. The truth is, I don't stand a chance. It's something that you're born into, and I just don't belong. Referring to how he doesn't fit into the whole Hollywood scene. who just never make it as an artist because he's just born into uh, being just a loser. As pretty much what the entire song's about. Like, dude, you are literally the personification of how that personification of how that's not true. You're in a band that contains four dorks who sings about Dungeons and Dragons, surfing to work, and, you know, just writing songs in your in your garage. You guys should not have made it, but you did. And we're all very happy you did. And, and you're going to write that, put that line in there? How, how disingenuous is that? And also, and even musically, this song isn't even that good because just the rhythm, it just feels off and clunky. And it just... This whole song just feels off, and I hate it, and it goes against everything Weezer stands for. So, fuck this song. I don't know. I disagree, mostly for the fact that most Weezer fans like this song, and we can quote your Crash Thompson all day long, but (laughs) they play Beverly Hills at every single show, meaning people like it. How many bands still play songs that suck live, even if they're overall good? There's probably a lot. So you you can point that out. I don't think that's really indicative. It's just indicative that a lot of people still like it. I know a lot of fans still do it. It was a huge hit, so they're more or less required to play it, I think. And maybe the band still likes it. That's if, the, if that's the case, I think they're wrong, but fine. Um, but no, this this song doesn't boast a positive message. I think it's pretty garbage, and along with the rest of this record, I I'm not saying it just because every other. Every other reason, a lot of other reason fans hate this hates this album. I'm saying it because I do think this record isn't very good. And and here's my thing is like I there's a reason why this record's just okay to me and not good is because I do definitely agree agree on a lot of points you made about the record as a whole. It it can be boring sometimes. It can be drab. But I really think the lyrics are all terrible. I think you were also coming off of this from Maladroid and all the earlier stuff, and you're looking at it. Not independently. Uh, no. Uh, as like an experiment into the more popular side of things. And I know you're not a pop music guy. I don't, I don't think this is an I, experiment. I just think this is them trying to be a little more mainstream. And which, granted, isn't always a bad thing, but they didn't do it very well. This is a 
overall mid-tempo slogfest throughout the entire album. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, again, there's a, th- again, there's two songs that I can count in here. Two songs and have a. So you can't say it's the entire album. Two songs has some energy. My my best friend in other way. And hold uh, me. 12. And hold me. Well, hold hold me. I like it. It doesn't have a lot of energy because it is kind of a power ballad, and not, again, I still like it. This energy doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. I will say that. But like this again, this album just, it just feels lazy to me. And Rivers doesn't feel like he's trying that hard. And I, just, I don't I don't know. This, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of soul being put into this record. And I I, I think it really shows. I think we're gonna chalk it up as uh, fuck you, Andrew, and fuck you too, Michael. All right. I think we can both agree on those things. Yeah, yeah. Also, we can both agree that we deep share deep respect for one another, but yes. sometimes your taste is awful. Sometimes yours is as well, Mr. YouTube mm. boy. Oh, fuck, he got me there. <laughs> anyway, next album then? Red album. All yeah. right. One, two, three. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So what what do you like about this album? I like songs like Troublemaker's a good one. I like no. of course Pork no. and Beans is okay. Pork and Beans is good. Um I enjoyed Dreamin'. I enjoyed The Angel and the One, of course. And then um and then also one of the ones at the end, but I forgot which one it was. This either the Spider or the King. And then um what were your faves though? Um honestly, now here's what I want to ask you. What did you think of all the songs that the other band members wrote and sang on? Oh, I liked them. Like uh, automatic. Automatic is great. That was that was that your fave? River fanboys hate me all you want. Honestly, I I these three were probably my favorites. Like my absolute favorites hmm. in the whole album. Automatic, uh, cold cold dark world. Thought I knew, um, all very good uh, songs. I really like them, especially cold dark world. It's got this. It's 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 creepy, but it's supposed to be creepy, so it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> right. But like it's it's just got this really like just menacing groove. Uh, Scott Shiner, thank you. Okay. So, but no, I, I really, I really like his vocal performance on this. It's really odd, but like, I think you get like, because again, it without Rivers singing on it, you get some really interesting sounding Weezer songs. Mm-hmm. And again, Automatic is a cute little song about how much uh, their drummer Pat Wilson likes his, uh, likes his family, and uh, mm-hmm. way better on the song that you would write for Attitude. Holy fuck, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and Thought I Knew was an interesting one. He has another side project called The Relationship, uh, Brian Bell, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that he originally wrote this song, and when Rivers heard the demo in there, it's like, I really want you to write the, really want, really want this as a Weezer song. And he's like, I don't want to do that. It's like, please. And he's like, okay. And apparently, he still hates this, this version to this day. Mm-hmm. Now, now, honestly, I do prefer the relationship one. I, I gone to check it out. I do prefer that one. Cause it's moodier and it's kind of cooler in that sense. But <laughs> I still like, I still like the, uh, the Weezer version. And we both kind of agree that this one, this one's actually forgettable and the whole Weezer discography, but not as much as Maladroit. No. Well, I, I just think people, a lot of people remember Pork and Beans, and then obviously some, like, really cynical Weezer fans will just say this record's just bad because it's in between two of the worst Weezer albums. And uh, It's I, it's experimental, I, though. It's a little different. It, 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 this one, I will definitely give it's, it's experimental, although mm-hmm. there are flops with this experimentation. Like, yeah. 
Well, this is not really an experimentation. I will say I don't like heart songs very much. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I find it really cheesy and groan-inducing when, when, when bands try to, like, shoehorn as many references to other bands and songs at, at once. Like, there's a, there's a metal band that I love called Accept, and not their last album, but their previous one, had a song called The Dying Breed. It's like, here's to the rockin' warriors! And then it's just like... <laughs> and, and then, like, oh, I, I'm making it sound worse than it is, but, like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, the whole thing is, like... They, it would, they would make really cringeworthy references, like Shades of Purple Deep, like obviously referencing Deep see, Purple. See, that's, that's where you I and I... I don't like this stuff, and that's why I didn't see, like See, that's where songs. you and I disagree, because I love allusions to pop culture and, and I mean, different I don't bands mind and it, stuff like that. That's all over the Black Album, and I actually appreciated a lot uh, of it. I don't mind it either, but I, I really just hate it when they, um, they, they just shoehorn it in. Although I do kind of like the twist where it's like, where it's obviously because he went in chronological order order of when all these artists would have come out, and then I, eventually he gets to Nirvana and then kind of the birth of Weezer. And I thought that was kind of nice. You want to know what's cool though? When he when they performed, um, I think it's Pork and Beans live. Yeah. Um, they replaced they replaced Let's Go to a Green Day concert with Let's Go to a Pixies concert, and I was like, fuck yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that line from El Scorcho. I love that line. It's so yeah. great. You did. Oh, it's El Scorcho, not uh. Yeah, but no, but no, um, it was um, but I'm poor, but not El Scorcho. It's a side note, and that that line was like, um, close. It's like I asked you what Green Day was. You didn't know. How cool is that? I thought that was a kind of oh a nice yeah, line. yeah yeah yeah. That That's a good. fun one. But uh, just like, but no, um, honestly, the first two songs are some of the most embarrassing in their entire discography. Mm, I don't like Troublemaker. I like Troublemaker. Marrying a biatch, having seven kiads. That's. <laughs> It was funny. That's, I liked it for the comedy. That's not co- that's not funny. That's just groan inducing. It's funny Horrible. to me because I have millennial humor. You're, you're oh, that's you not can, that's you can, not humor. That's you just can stupid. Shove, you can shove your shitty oh, sense it's of humor. So troublemaker, so silly. For you anyone mean, who doesn't know, Andrew laughs the least out of anyone I know. He's so cynical. Oh, I I I I wouldn't even go that far. But like you're, some you're of these screwed. lyrics on this song, man, are so bad. For me in a special school because I am such a fool. I don't need a single book to teach me how to read. Who needs stupid books? They are for petty crooks. Yeah. And I, I, I will learn by studying the lessons. What the fuck are you talking about? It's pretty funny. It's, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This, this is where the derpiness comes in. You've, you've written weird, quirky why, lyrics that make a point. And this, have is why, this is why Rivers has a meme account. And and then and then when I look at this, it's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. This is so stupid. Like to the point where it makes no sense. Mm. The greatest man that ever lived is honestly the second worst Weezer song ever. It's so bad. It is awful. First, I, I don't mind going different. Wait, well, music. the first being, huh? With the first being, uh, the first worst is on the next album. Ah, okay. But uh, Good but no, it's it's, it's oh, Jesus Christ, man, like. It's, I don't mind switching musical styles in a, like in a song. Mm-hmm. It's done like once or twice, not seven times within a within an under six minute song. <laughs> it is so none of these transitions are smooth. It sounds like a fucking hot mess half the time. No, no all the time. I'm with you on that. Actually. And then last thing I, I also I don't think anyone is really necessarily look um, begging for a Rivers Cuomo rap verse. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I would say no one was, and uh, it, it's just so messy. It's just, it's just again. This is one of the things where I listen and listening to this, I'm like, I'm embarrassed to be a fan of this band. <laughs> wow, it's a bad song. Harsh. I do not like it, but I, I don't. I think I think the first half of this record, except for like maybe Pork and Beans, is 
pretty bad. Like, everybody get dangerous. Everybody get... It's, that's a bad song. What's it? What was the opening line? I just... I would I would want over, like, kip over cows, but I didn't want to... But I didn't because I didn't want to make them feel bad or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. But, like... But the, the last half, and you know, and I'll give Rivers credit. I'm not gonna harp on him because the Angel and the One is a great song too. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. But anyways, that's my whole thing about Red. Sorry, go ahead, finish I, your thing. I no, I I won't combat that. I'm I'm with you on the fact that it's okay. It has good tracks and some really horrible ones too. Yeah. So, for sake of time, because we're already over the hour limit, let's let's ch- let's put Ratitude and Hurley. In no. kind of their one, no, they're 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 not even the same league. They are in the same. No, league. they're both pretty bad. No, we're gonna do them each separate because because I have different because I have way different opinions. Good, on them. Do your whole Three, spiel. Two, one. God awful. Drek. Fuck this piece of garbage. Okay, so remember when I was talking about make believe and how a lot of it goes against what research stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even comp- that point is not even comparable to how much this undoes Weez- how much this almost single-handedly undo undoes Weezer's entire fucking career. Undoes it like a sweater, it's man. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> Literally one decent song and that's the opening. The one cuz uh, what's what's it? Uh, I, w- I I want you to it's, it's a undeniable hook. Mm. Th- this like you question your existence. You question why this band ever got big when you're listening to this piece of thing. Honestly, I could just say, hey bitches, Weezer and it's Wheezy and just leave it there. Because <laughs> yeah. I could just make my point there. But no, this record deserves a proverbial beating. Um I honestly I I, I I'm still having nightmares about Rivers calling me my daddy. Um I actually dug to- that song a lot. I swear I ain't like those other boys. I'm a special kind. Bren agrees with me. You fucking. I'm perv. not a perv. It's funny. It's, no, you it gotta is have creepy. A, I am uncomfortable listening to that. It's not creepy. Song. It's funny. Have a sense of humor. I'm not. It's. I can have a sense of humor, but like, because honestly, I, 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 I kind of get a chuckle out of a. Actually, a song on the next album. I do kind of get an immature chuckle there, mm-hmm. as well as like Surf Wax America. It's a dorky tune, but like, I. It, it's completely unrealistic, but I think it's fun. But no, I, I'm, a, I'm thoroughly uncomfortable listening to Rivers Cuomo. Just. Oh. Call me my baby. Just calling me me his baby. I, I don't fucking know at this point how how, how these pronouns are gonna work. Listen, and I I just, totally agree with you. This is a horrible album. The girl got hot is oh my god that song. That one's bad. That that is also very creepy as well. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I knew this girl in junior high how, school. How old was Rippers when he wrote this one? Um, at least in his late thirties. Oh uh, yeah, this yeah. is really he's weird. pushing it. And then, uh, honestly, the worst Weezer song of all time is Can't Stop Partying. I don't even oh think that's even God. a contest. That's not even a contest. That's the worst Weezer I song ever. I can't stop partying. Okay, here's, here's my thing. This is actually where, like, 
I I'm with you. Like Weezer sucks on this album. <laughs> just fucking sucks, dude. Like I like just look at the fucking cover. Like this dog <laughs> jumping over a couch. And, and, and considering what age that dog is, it's probably dead now. <laughs> yeah, probably. And that makes that you know what? That just makes me sad. <laughs> that just makes me feel sad. I for feel this bad album. for the dog because he didn't know what he was a part of. He didn't. Neither did Hurley think. Actually. Uh, the dude who played Hurley and Lost. By the way, the dude on the cover of Hurley is a character from Lost. Never watched the show myself, but I, I, I learned I've watched like the first three seasons. Uh, he said this was like a pinnacle in his career, being on the cover of Hurley. Which, hey, it's pretty cool. No, it's not, because Hurley's a bad fucking record. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, just, just f- what else What else do you not like about Ratitude? If, it, it's, uh, it's a mess. Wait, wait, there's a deluxe edition, too. Did you listen to any of that? No, why would I want do that to myself. God, you're right. Okay, never mind. (laughs) They all suck, probably. We could probably just say that without listening to them. They all probably suck. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, and here's another problem with this record. Fuck, you know why part of this record was bad? Mm. Uh, Lots of outside songwriters. They they brought in a lot of pop songs. That's why you had, uh, like, a rap dude, and he wrote... um, uh, rap, can't stop dude. party. That, I don't know. I don't know. God, I don't you know. You were so out of touch. <laughs> I know. Um, t- 2000 eras rap person. I don't fucking okay. know. Uh, can't, he's the one who wrote Can't Stop Partying and I think Let It All Hang Out. It's another awful song. Um, you want to know who wrote I Am Your Daddy, which will probably reason, which will make it much more creepy to you. Ooh. Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke. He's the Kesha producer. Oh. Oh. Yeah, now I just changed your opinion on that song, haven't oh, I? Yeah. <laughs> He wrote he wrote lyrics and instrumentation. I, I no, so Rivers, except for in the Mall, which was completely written by Pat uh, by uh, Pat Wilson, the drummer, who by the way hardly drummed on this album because apparently he oh, didn't yeah, want to drum. Well, no, is it most of most of it uh, synthetic drums? Yeah, Shit. it's terrible. And um, but yeah, in the Mall is also a terrible song. And uh, yeah, he that's the only one that Rivers doesn't have a songwriting credit on. But I think everything else, but the I think I I think the last song and in the Mall. Oh no. In the mall, and I, I don't remember the other one. I think tripping down the freeway. The only two that actually have sole Weezer members writing for it. Everything mm-hmm. else was like inside songwriters. That's why Katy Perry almost wrote a song with these guys for this album. Wow, I would have actually liked to hear that because Katy Perry you writes some good it. songs. <laughs> Katy Perry writes good songs. Yeah, she's a good songwriter. Dude, you're you're just out of touch. He's leaving. He's leaving. He left the room. All right, bye. He left the room. All right, I'll continue by myself. No, get the fuck out of here. No. Katy Perry writes I, good I, songs. Dude, no, you're not, no, I'm not, because I'm not going to let you sit here and compare Hurley to this fucking train wreck. All right, let's just do Hurley. One, two, three. Bad. Okay. Okay, so how can you even think this is even the same league of awfulness as Ratitude? Because I fell asleep during it. That's how fucking boring okay. it is. I will give you it. It is, some of it is boring. I will... Definitely give you that. There's not one memorable song. I can Memories, how do we... That's a fun... That's a great hook.
Rex is a great emotional ride. Um, I the only one I remember is Where's My Sex, just for the title. Okay. Um, where's, where's My Sex is actually just the one that gives me a bit of a chuckle. Here's why. Yeah. Um, so, did you look at the lyrics for it? No. Oh, well, no, then it won't be as read, funny. Read me. Read me the lyrics. Oh, oh I don't no. want to, because I'll just feel dirty as all Just do fuck. it. Fuck. You deserve it. Pig. <laughs> I don't know why I called I you that. Want, I don't want, dude. You're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna regret me doing this instantly. Yeah, I just want your voice on the internet of you saying these words to have. But then I'm gonna alert, explain. I'm gonna ask Brent to teach me audio mixing, and I can mix <laughs> no. you saying like really funny sentences. Oh my god! At at first, at surface level, a lot of incestuous mm. themes. It's not. I see when. So I know a lot of people were. Early creep the fuck out when they first heard the song, which, well, yeah, the first, the literally starts off with mom made my sex. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing though, it's kind of funny actually because, um, <laughs> no, it is because watch what you say. <laughs> it's about socks. Ah. So the joke is that he replaces the word sex where socks should be because apparently he had his daughter at the time, like, or either him or his wife made us word of the tongue or whatever, but one of them had said, like, where, where's my sex? Where, where's my sex instead of where's my socks? Ah. And so honestly, when I hear that, it's like, okay, that's 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 kind of funny. It's like, kind of cute. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you can't write this song and expect everyone to understand that. No, no one's gonna know that. It's got to be very explicit. Yeah, and it's just, uh, it, it's. It, I understand why people would be uncomfortable. I don't like that one very much. But memories is great. I love train wreck. Train wrecks is good. Um, and I really like. Uh, um, Brave New World. If you fell asleep in this, uh, I can understand. It's not the most exciting it's album. It's just so forgettable. And like, <laughs> yeah, the most memorable thing is the cover of this of this large man. Oh no, the cover is awful. <laughs> the cover is. I mean, I. I mean, it's, just, it's the, the fact the fact that you even had to put like a CD like jewel right, case spot yeah, in it just yeah. to show people this is actually the cover. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the cover is probably the worst thing about this record. Mm -hmm. And smart smart girls is also really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remember. Please just agree with me that it's bad. No, it's okay because there are some still some good songs on this. It is, it is well above, like well above. Uh, it's Pacific, well above gratitude. Yes, Pacific Daydream, um, probably even Black, um, definitely Make Believe. No. And, yes, and maybe even Red. Like I think Red and Hurley like are in like Red, Hurley, and White are in the same plane to me. Okay. So. I don't know. I, I, I think this has memories. It's like really honestly memories, train, train rides. I really liked Runaway too. Honestly, I think they're – here's the thing. This – here's how I like to think about it. Hurley was like the quick bandage, the quick damage control. Everyone was like, oh, my God, what the fuck hmm. is Ratitude? Okay. And then Hurley they, was they like – They need to release something to kind of be a buffer. That's why it was released 10 years later. And honestly, it's, it does feel rushed, though. It was His thing was hardly promoted. This was actually – 10 years later, you mean one year later? It was yeah. released one year later. Yeah, okay. so I just wanted to correct that. So it, it was quick damage control. They and also released that compilation, Death to False Metal. Yeah, well, it, well, it's not comp – I think it's a B-Sides. No, I thought it was like a compilation of uh, – Well, whatever. there's no hits on here. I don't okay, see any So I, I don't know. I could be wrong there. But yeah, so – it's yeah no that's a good way of looking at it it's damage it control damage it's a bandaid I, yep. I and you know I will definitely concede you there that it is most certainly a, an overall forgettable album like now that people talk about it mm -hmm. I don't think it's bad though dude I think I think it's at we're talking at least I think six here. I think you're like I'm looking at this the same way you look at make believe it's just it's lazy and boring and it for that reason that they're making it damage control it, it, some, some of it is 
laziest because there's not there's just like no souls on this. It does have that same problem that Saint Anger does, and you know something common Saint Anger. I will say that there is something wrong there, but mm. I mean I I think there are still good hooks. There's the, the productions. Good. It kind of makes you, I'll, I'll agree I, with you that it kind of makes you realize like, okay, Weezer still kind of, they kind of got an idea mm-hmm. of what people like that they make. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, okay, we just released something that we might not recover from. We need yeah. to put something out now. I will say this though, but after her that came out, I think a lot of people thought they were done. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it was four years later that uh, they released their next album, which you and I both love. Very much. Three, two, one. Fantastic great. album. It's a great album. Honestly, yeah. might be better than Maladroit for me. Really? Might be. I don't know. Definitely better than Green. It's, it's, Maladroit and everything will be our kind of fight for third and fourth. Yeah. So. Everything will be all right in the end is the title of this one and has probably my favorite cover art of any album ever. I, lo- I love <laughs> I, the cover I, I, I don't know what this is, though. It's so pretty, though. But, well... I mean, the forest is tonight, but I don't know what that monster is. This really weird mm. bug-eyed monster. But you, this album peaks because it's just like it's Rivers showing his roots in actually metal. Because he, before he started the alt band, he was obsessed with heavy metal and hair rock or hair metal. Yeah, actually, no, he he's a quiet right. Yeah, the, uh, he's a he's actually like a shredder balls. at heart, and oh, he yeah. fully puts that on display in this album with the his guitar um, technicality. Definitely. So. I know Brent doesn't like this album, like, pretty much at all. He thinks, he thinks oh, it's let me, boring. Let me see. Yeah, he has it down here, um, third to the end. Or, yeah, yeah, third to the end. So, it, it's, it's you know, here's the thing. But and I, I guess I can get it, but here's the thing. Like, this this record, yeah, definitely shows um, them really going back to their roots as far as, like, rock music and mm-hmm. actually rocking again. Like, yeah. everyone everyone likes about Weezer. And, um... And certainly, yeah, it shows a lot of, like, you know, shredding, a lot of great guitar solos. It's a lot of great, especially in Ain't, no, Ain't Got Nobody, which is the first song. It's a yeah. great guitar solo. Here's the thing. You could tell, and I'm, I'm not going to, and honestly, in this case, it's actually a compliment. They're once again playing it safe, kind of like they did with Green, mm-hmm. except they had to walk a much finer line this time yeah. than after Pinkerton. Yeah. And, um, and but here's the thing. It, it doesn't sound anywhere, it's not anywhere near as polished as Green does. It sounds fairly polished, but it still definitely got a lot of crunch to it. Definitely got a lot of punch. I think this album is the closest you're going to get to Pinkerton out of anything that came Sonically, after Sonically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even that points lyrically, maybe. You know, like it, it definitely shows lyrically, even lyrically. It's the first album that I, I, I'm not like thinking like what's with all the stupid, <laughs> yeah. Lyrically, because honestly, there is no it shows maturity name. for this band, which is something I never thought I would say for the. That. They, <laughs> they, did, they didn't keep it for very long. But my they, favorite part of the record is when they got this trilogy of uh, oh, that, songs that, towards the end. So great! I, I forget what they called it. It's, it's so I don't good. know what the whole trilogy is called, but the songs are called "The Wasteland yeah. One," "Anonymous 2, and then uh, "Return to Ithaca 3. And, and and here's the thing, and I also gotta get this credit for Back in the Shack, which Oh yeah, great song. Maybe I should play the lead guitar and Pat should play the drums. Take me back, back to the shack, back to the strap with the lightning strap. Kicking the door, no hardcore, rocking out like it's 94. Let's turn up the radio, turn off those stupid singing shows. I know where we need to go. Which 
now you got a great song. It's the first single, and this was honestly the song that turned me around in Weezer, mm-hmm. which is an odd one because this is an apology song. It's straight, straight through and through. It's an apology song. Really? Be- Explain why. Because just listen to the lyrics. Like it's literally, um, sorry guys, I've been away. I had to pull it up, but um, pretty should have had all this pulled up before. Sorry, but um. Uh, I'm just gonna make noises until I pull it up. But no, it's it's, it's all about apologies. Just apologizing for hey, we knew we know we've been shit for the past like ten years. We're sorry about wow. that. Wow, it's um. I mean, just listen to that. Sorry, the- guys, I didn't realize I didn't realize that I needed you so much. Thought I'd get a new audience. I forgot that disco sucks. I ended up with nobody, and I started feeling dumb. Maybe I should play the lead guitar, and Pat should play the drums. Jesus. Really, no shit. Never would have thought of that. Jesus, right? But You're- but no, seriously. But and and I think that's why people didn't like. I know a lot of people didn't like, I don't know a lot, but I know there were at least some who didn't like this song or like other songs on the album because it was like, oh, they're just apologizing too much. It's like, I, I granted, I don't have this context. I didn't grow up listening to Weezer. This was my introduction to Weezer. But when I put myself in like the headspace of someone who went through make-believe and Ratitude and, you know, even Red and Hurley to some degrees, it's mm-hmm. like, I get where they're coming from. Like, this was probably very nice to hear for, for a lot of Weezer fans. Like, yeah. wow, you're you're recognizing that you kind of fucked up here and made some really shitty music, and you're, and you're going to try to come back. You're going to please the fans. You know, it's, it's, it is kind of like, you know, we, we, we tried to please everyone, but we couldn't please anyone. But we realized we didn't end up pleasing anyone. So, yeah. this, so this is kind of their apology to, to their hardcore fan base. I never, I never really thought of it that way. It's a good album, though. It is a great album, I think, so... Um, yeah, certainly up there for my... Would you album. say that this is the last really great album they had? Um, so far, so yes. Far? I mean, they're they're still going somehow, but... Um, Didn't you say that um, but right before the Black album came out, Rivers, Rivers was like, oh, the next album's going to be more guitar-driven yeah, and stuff like he, that? He essentially, essentially apologized <laughs> for the Black album beforehand, which kind of <laughs> sets the tone of how we'll be talking about it. I mean, we're, we're in the fucking home stretch. We beat this... All this stuff is in the past, like... Yeah. Um, white album. Three, two, one. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought you said that you really liked this one. I swear no, I remember hearing you say no, this. I hate the white album. Or no, I I I hate a lot of the white I, album. When when I when I when I listened to this, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But this, I think part of it kind of goes for me. Kind of goes back to the point I made about Sunshine Rock last week, where mm. I was just like, this is just too saccharine and happy. It's like, ah, oh, I'm at the beach. I love the beach. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For me, it was it was more just like, and you don't listen to the radio, which I understand. But you know, when I had my shitty minivan through high school, I had to listen to the radio. So it was either that or whatever CDs I had with me. So thank God for girls got so much radio play that it essentially just like turned me off for the entire rest of the album. Which yeah. you know it sucks. And I didn't actually go back and listen to the rest of the album until we studied up for this episode and I realized like California kids that's a good one um I don't like do you want to get high that's a sh- that's a shit song. honestly that's probably one of the it's it's it's, it's mid tier for me I don't like LA girls that's oh LA is the worst one LA um, girls is the worst one King of the World I was impartial on you really liked it Th- that's my favorite one of the can album, you explain probably. why because I'm actually it's, curious it, it oh because I mean well part of it is because it, it is one of the more I guess harder rocking air mm-hmm. quotes songs on this whole album and, and and even the lyrics kind of slightly immature, but in a in a in a, in a fun way, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's about like if I was king of the world, I'd always protect you, my girl. Right. Honestly, compared to the other lyrics on this, it's actually probably the deepest. Kind of a callback to the to the blue stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
it, it, it is kind of a callback to Blue. I will definitely give you that. Uh, LA Girls is terrible. <laughs> Mid-tempo slot. Jacked Up, I thought, was a little creepy. I know it was, it was okay. supposed to be. I like the instrumentation on that one. Oh, no. I, that, this is the other one where it's like, remember how I said it did, like the falsetto and hash pipes? Yeah. Yeah, th- it's that, way It's worse. the song that it's you don't like. It's way worse on here. Oh, my God. And it's... I, like, that was, I honestly winced when that came on. And I know it was supposed to be creepy, but honestly, like, hearing the river saying, I'm jacked up, you know. That's how he said it. It's like, I, I'm getting... You're scary, weird, yeah. I'm getting uncomfortable feelings from their attitude again. Please don't <laughs> let me feel this. But no, I mean... Maybe, maybe, you know what I'm starting to realize? Maybe everything will be all right in the end was a, like, start over point. And they're like, okay, we adopted pop very wrong after, uh, after, uh, make-believe or red, depending on who you are. Uh, so we're going to give it another shot. And I think the White Album executes it a little bit better. No, I I will say, I I think for talking about executing pop, popier aesthetics, Mm -hmm. I mean, they've always been a power pop band, but right. like, but like, but more like you know your traditional stylistics of pop. Honestly, this is probably overall as an album the best one that, that's done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I know I, I don't it baffles me that you would say that would be make believe, but um, I I would probably give that token to 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 the white album. Yeah, I think that's all that can really yeah, be said about honestly, it. There's not like, a lot of essence in it. It's no. kind of you take it for what it is, and it's just a song with some. Again, like the lyrics on on the on everything was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. We're getting back to stupid lyric territory on here. Like the whole, well, what was like the the like the like I think the bridge was all about like this weird thing about like Adam and Eve, and it was like oh yeah 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 so stupid. that was it that was in Thank God for Girls yeah was that was, that's how girls. that was the very ending of it, and yeah. I was kind of like I was weirded out about that too. Um, it was a it was a cool like dramatic ending though, where it's like and Adam screened. Thank God! Like it, I don't that's know. That's fine. That was honestly, cool. I, I I don't I don't mind. Thank God. For I like some drama and, and some music. But like it was there. honestly fun. Like I I know that I know they were they weren't they were being like purposely over dramatic about their love for girls. Yeah. You know, they, energetic honestly, and sweaty. <laughs> the voice cracks in that hard. That was a forced voice crack, by the way. I don't actually sound like that. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> I'm anyway, I'm can joking, we sh- can we shit on another album again? Yeah, let's do this. Honestly, now here's the thing, though. I know we debated about Make Believe. Mm-hmm. I still think Make Believe is worse than Pacific Daydream, but I will say this: it was a closer. After listening to Pacific Daydream, this was a closer fight than I thought it would be. Pacific Daydream is. God awful. First of all, one, two, three. We don't think it's terrible. We don't even need to do the one, two, three. It's how terrible. could you? How could you say that Pacific Daydream is worse than Make Believe? Um, couple things. First of all, there's. I would argue, Weekend Woman and Mexican Fender are at least so- decent songs I can get behind, and it's which is about the same number of songs I could say about Make Believe. Second of all, Pacific Daydream is a good ten minutes shorter than Make Believe is, so it's merciful at least in that sense, and. There is nothing, like, embarrassing on this album that I can look at. It's like, wow, I'm embarrassed to be a Weezer fan. This is coming from the punk rock guy. This is coming from... Oh, I hate this album, too. But, like, there's nothing that screams rock anything. Can you at least give Make Believe that, that it has guitars Uh, in it? Sure, yes. I I can give you that. Well, Mexican Fender has some guitars. I know, but it's just like... I would argue maybe some decent-sounding ones. You're right. I I hated pretty much this entire record, but, like, when I, I just... You can't put it below make believe, man. Whoa! I'm, I'm gonna keep saying that because it's there's nothing embarrassing on this record. 
tr- like maybe not Beverly Hills, but certainly a perfect situation. And Feels other, like summer. And, and we are all high on drugs are embarrassing. I listen to those songs. Like, why do I like this band? I mean, I kind of get some of that here, but it's like, I don't feel embarrassed for listening to it. I just feel bored as fuck. And it's just like, and yeah, you're right. Th- this is, I, I just, will say I this, this I is knew. more of a sellout move with this one than Make Believe is. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, th- it is it is a much more debatable contest for me now. I think you can argue either way, but I, personally for me, I would, if, if I am going to put Make Believe, it's just under this thing. Th- th- this record's a pile of garbage. I don't know, man. Like, really, I, I never expected to hear that from you saying that this band's take on millennial pop is better than their sh- their kind of shitty little transition from alternative to pop stuff. Like, wh- what are you talking about? You're Andrew Mullen. You have a dead Kennedy sticker on your laptop. What are you talking about? Hey, it's, Pacific it's, Daydream's better hey, than I'm Make Believe. I'm a fan of Bette Midler. I've lost my punk card long ago. But, no, dude, I, I, I don't know. Again. You can just throw away your your denim jacket, man. You, know what? you can just do it. Just I, do it. I don't have. I don't. Ha- you know what? I think it's more punk to to, to not follow punk's rules. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> but no, but, no, but seriously, I, I I right. Their take on millennial pop is bad. Like it, it's 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 pretty cringeworthy. I hate the use of all like the, the synthetics on here, and and again, kind of like with. Gratitude, a Mexican Fender is a false start. It's like, okay, this isn't great, but this is at least decent. Maybe this record won't be that bad. And then, mm-hmm. like, the rest of it is just a proverbial beating on your sinuses. Not sinuses. <laughs> senses. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That's not bad. This is. I'm mixing parts of the human anatomy mm-hmm. up. Okay. Anyways, why why do you hate this record? I, I hate it because it's their take on millennial pop. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's just bad. And... I think everybody can agree with me when they listen to Feels Like Summer. Oh, so bad. Oh, my God. Have, have you listened to the acoustic version of that? No. That doesn't even make up for it. I like Mexican Fender because there's kind of a narrative to it, which is cool. Yeah, again, we're going back to, like, we're real. We're, again, lyrics are more dumb on this record than on the previous one. Mm-hmm. Not, I would argue the lyrics aren't even as bad on this one as they are with the next album. So. Well, the next album's Teal. <sighs> Oh, oh, fuck. No. Yeah, you're talking about Teal, my friend. I forgot you were now we're, about now we're Now we're in albums that were just released within albums. the past couple month, months. So, uh, I have to talk about Teal. Teal is a cover album Ugh. by Weezer um, it, featuring tracks, you know, notable favorites such as Africa by Toto, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These, Take On Me, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, Mr. Blue Sky by Yellow, <laughs> No Scrubs, and Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, and finally, Stand By Me. Fuck this album. <laughs> Fuck this album. With F- hey, you know what the worst part of this album is? Dude, we dropped so much F-bombs at this. And Brent's gonna, <laughs> I don't he might have to censor some. <laughs> Sorry, Brent, for uh, This is what happens censored. when you're not... Hey, Brent, direct message to you. This is what happens when you're not here. I you need to watch us. I go ballistic with the F-bombs, but <laughs> Jesus... I mean, he, here's the worst part of this album. It's really hard to get mad at it because it wasn't announced. It wasn't, you know, you know, it, it, it was like a surprise. Here's a gift from 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 your glo- glorious saviors here at Weezer. It's like, it's hard to be that mad about it, but at the same time, I am. Fuck this album. It is lazy. This is gratitude slash make-believe levels of laziness mm-hmm. because here's the thing. Africa. First of all, I 
I was indifferent to the Toto song Africa beforehand. After hearing it, like you said, you said you heard "Thank God for Girls" over and over on the radio. At work, I heard this fucking version at least three times a damn day. Mm. I now hate this song, both and, the Weezer yeah, version and, and the, the Toto, Toto version. Right. So fuck that. And it's just so lazy for the fact that. First of all, they, they've completely just gone into meme culture at this point, which is like, yep. oh, Africa was a big thing. Now we're going to do a whole album about it. Lazy. Second of all, some of the worst covers are the ones where they just play the song and they don't do anything that different from it. At, at least if, like, you have a, like, even if you have, like, a punk band covering another punk song, at least you have it. Yeah, it's, in essence, still kind of the same song from the original, but at least it sounds like the other band. The, the Mr. Blue Sky cover might as well just be the, LE, the ELO that, song. That one is literally um, spot Take on me, Africa, especially the Africa one. Jesus Christ. And uh, I know a lot of people didn't like the Stand By Me one, and it's because not it's, great. Because it, it completely destroys what made that song so good. But at so least it good. sounds like they're doing something different with it. I, I can't say that for half this fucking record. I hate this thing so much. Fuck, fuck, wow. fuck Teal. Calm down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Andrew, I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> Weezer gets to be hot-headed sometimes. I know. It's I just know. so fuck. I just God, man. This, we need to hug it out after this. <laughs> please do. This, All right, this, let's end it on the black album because let's. Uh, but we'll end it on um, what our predictions are for the future with you know Rivers' announcement saying like it's going to okay. be a more guitar-driven song. Right, but first, like, can, black, we, can we just say this? Three, two, one. It's bad. Unfortunately, bad. It, it, it is like a bad where it's closer to being okay. Yeah, but I had I had high expectations for this track because I heard "Can't H- Knock the Hustle." That was the first track that was released, and I really enjoyed it. first heard that song like at first like i really don't like this but then it's like okay i see why the song is good yeah because it it, it kind of um it it's does, kind of a nostalgia factor yeah. to it um it's got some funky bass in it yeah. they, uh, this whole album is kind of covered in 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 a little seasoned with a little funk well yeah especially with the uh, what's the one song to me thoughts mad i like really like mm-hmm. the wallahs on that right um, instrumentally that was fine um Here's my thing about the. I was so surprised because when I was listening to the Black album, I was not surprised. I was very surprised to be turning into a Maroon 5 album. That's what <laughs> pretty much this sounds like a shitty yeah. knockoff version of Maroon yeah. 5, an already terrible band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a zombie. Again, I, I, I texted this to Michael earlier. Zombie Bastard sounded like a Adam Levine getting really like heated like during, yeah. during a, a Black Ops session. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, the, he goes like full into like millennial like memes and like uh, uh-huh. terms in here. Like, what, what was the, what was, it was the Too Many Thoughts in My Head it was completely undone by the stupid lyrics. Was it like, what was the, what was that one? I'm high on cookies. Yeah. I'm high I'm, on too many cookies. And then also. Is it that insane? That's what it says right Does now. They, do they think we're children is really what it comes down to. Yeah, like, it, it, right. It does feel kind of condescending. It's almost like, like, look at these songs, and it's just like, I get that they're trying to appeal to a new generation, but they got to realize that the hardcore Weezer fans aren't going anywhere. You have to appeal to them in some way. Also, I, and also, I don't think, I, I don't think this is going to, I don't think any of this stuff is going to, like, 
appeal to millennials. No. Like ma- like well, casual music fans in the millennial well, world. No, no, because I, I know for a fact that there are people that chase after this sort of music. I have a friend that I actually, I know he's into like pop rock and stuff like that. I'm like, have you checked out the new Weezer album? He's like, yeah, this is my kind of music. I'm like, okay. So I know there's an audience for this. Yeah, but is it going to really reach that audience though? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know what? I, it, this this is definitely a st- this is essentially a, definitely a step up above uh, Pacific Dream Dream, which is probably the only time ever sounding like Maroon Five will be a step up from something. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just kept hearing Maroon Five during this. I don't know why. Just, I, I think everything with like the beats I don't listen. I don't. I I avoid Maroon Five too much to even hear that. So I'm glad you caught it. <sighs> but so bad. Piece anyway, of cake was not a piece of cake <laughs> to listen to. That was your joke. <laughs> yep. Anyways, um, yeah, no, and uh, what was, what was the, like, the prince who wanted everything, like, his whole, he's comparing <laughs> himself to prince. Like, what the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it was literally prince that he was talking about, mm-hmm. and I realized that halfway through the song, I'm like, wow, you're <laughs> really that, you're really that egocentric. Like, dude, you gotta all people, though, River is being egocentric. Uh, it's playfully egocentric, I feel. You but, know, I, I... You know, I think I, 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 every time I swear I'm private. I can do a great Rivers impression, but like when I'm on air, I can't. Yeah, I'm not great with impressions. Anyway, Except so, that Johnny Cash, you can do a great Johnny Cash. Oh, I don't know. Fantastic. Anyway, but listen, well, listen now for non <laughs> Listen, Weezer, you love them. You, you hate also em. hate them. <laughs> it's yeah. not like an either or. You, you do both. Rivers once said, Weezer is like choosing from a grab bag. Like, you never know what you're going to get. That's a horrible band, like, motto to have, in my opinion. Yeah. However, that that does mean that you're going to get gems sometimes. You mean you you will, you reach in sometimes, you'll pull out, like, a diamond-encrusted, you know, I don't know, Oreo. I don't don't fucking like Oreo. I don't know. I like Oreos. I like Oreos, too. Who doesn't like Oreos? But, like... But at other times, you'll, you'll, you'll get a piece of rat poison, and it will kill you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean. Rat poison. Ratitude poison. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, I, I don't know. We got to end it there. I don't know what else. We got to end it there. What, what are we doing next that. week? I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I think, well, we'll we A won't. top ten list, correct? I think so. Yeah, so I realized, I, I, I mentioned it to Michael. I'm really excited for this one. Mm-hmm. For for really weird reasons, because I mentioned to Michael, we haven't done a top ten list yet, and we, we me and Elio did one last semester. It was an okay episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I just don't think we really narrowed in the topic as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I really want to do one, and I think we came up with the idea of doing a uh, top ten best debut albums of all time, which yeah. oddly funny enough, which oddly funny enough might mean we'll be talking about Weezer again next week. We'll we'll, we'll be seeing Maybe. that. But, but here's why I'm really excited. Uh, you can't say why I'm really excited. Yeah. Because I'm excited, and this is going to sound weird, about math. It's a, which I hate math. But remember, I came up with the idea of doing where we... Because, so I, I, shout out to one of my favorite podcasts. It's a wrestling one called Going In Raw. Oh, God. And uh, no, they, they, ha, they, ha, they, they, they have a thing where they have... Can, everyone, they, can everyone hear my cringe? Yeah. Uh. So they have a system. <laughs> shout out, Michael. They're... they're they're, they're, they've got like an audience we will never even sniff. Mm. Anyways, um, they they have a, they have they have like a ranking system and how they measure how good a wrestler is, and where, where they take like a, like a certain category, like how what they think it is, and they'll rank it, rate them out of ten, and then they'll do against the percent score. Okay, that's what, that's that's what I want to do with this. So like I'm thinking, 
commercial success. I know that's not how you should ever judge an album, but I think for a debut, I think that's important to measure. Mm-hmm. How good the album was, obviously. Mm-hmm. Impact. Yeah. How, how unique were they sounding at the time? How, how innovative? How much they changed the musical landscape? Yeah. No, and I'm, then, I'm a little confused here, Andrew. Legacy. Like, how, how, yeah. how has it lasted? Yeah, how, right. And how, how long has it lasted? So we, so we would, so like we would rate each category out of ten. I would divide them by forty, and then it's like, oh, this is a seven album, mm-hmm. seven point six album. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little confused here though, because is is it our personal? Uh, I think we should try and remain like ob- favorite uh, debut albums. We, we, I think we should try to remain objective okay. with it, so um, as possible. I, I, th- I think that's why I want to do that math system. I think it will help with it. Obviously, we'll we'll probably completely differ on like especially the quality of certain albums, and I'm sure there'll be there will still be some debating over this. But like, I think we can still have like honorable mentions, and we can put our personal favorites in there. I'd really like to do that um, because I think there's. There's debut albums that have come out in recent years, um, maybe more in like the 2000s, early 2000s, that don't have the, the chance to be considered for legacy yet. You um, know what I mean? I, I'd argue there's a few. Sure, but like... The Strokes, is, is this it? The Strokes, yeah. But like... That I has a legacy. Like we have to... I think it's it's necessary to include our personal favorites or else this, yeah. po- this podcast won't be interesting. <laughs> well, well, obviously. But even then, I, I think... We will certainly, I think we, I think we will steer clear of putting albums we think are still dog shit. Right. Like, obviously, I don't, I'm sure, I I know this, I know this, I have a feeling I don't want to put this band's album on here. I'm going to hate you for it. Mm. Yeah, I I want it on there. And you know the album I want to put on here. Um, But, uh, but no, I I think if, obviously, if you both think the record's terrible, like, I I remember looking through all this. I don't want to drag on it for too long. But I remember, like, like, look, I've already been done a p- precursor research. A lot of people put Please Please Me by the Beatles up there. Why? Yeah, because it's the, I guess just because it's the Beatles. It's like, it's I guess the fair. impact, it would work mm-hmm. and probably commercial, but it's like a six album, like as far as, like six out of ten as far as the quality goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just an early Beatles album, and it's yeah. not even their best early Beatles album. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I I think obviously so we won't we won't put like that. Mm-hmm. I hardly doubt we're gonna want to put the Smiths first album on here. Do you like the Smiths? I'm starting to get into them. I actually used to hate the Smiths, oh. but I heard um. But, but I, I know I saw that one a lot in there. I I I, I don't think we'd be putting that one on there though. I would assume. Mm-hmm. But like again, there'll be points. So honestly, we would brainstorm ideas beforehand. We go to each other. The point is, we, we we would try to make a list where we can we can we can both look at this like yeah we like all these albums and we can agree that these where they belong. Right. I, I think that'll be interesting. So yeah, look forward to some good discussion next week. Yeah, uh, and, and and definitely more more of a positive episode than us getting frustrated with Weezer. Especially me. Yeah. Although I, I think there will be points in debate where we will disagree sure. on certain things, sure. but. But no, I, th- I think but we're all the, the general consensus will be we're all talking about great albums. Yeah, so. and and um, I I think I already know which album is going to be number one just based on that criteria I set. I'm pretty sure I know which one it's going to be, but I'll save that for next week. Right. Been talking for way too long. Fuck recommendations. Do you want to recommend anything? <laughs> I'll recommend the uh, I'll recommend the Smith song that I've been getting into. Okay. You ever heard uh, "Barbarism Begins at Home" off of Mia's Murder?
kind of twinkly, almost like little math rock licks in there, which I really appreciate. Um, I used to hate the Smiths, um, and now I'm giving them a, another go, and I'm and now I'm starting to understand why they're you considered know, to I, be good. I completely forgot about this. The recommendations. <laughs> normally, Who's normally I do. Remembers. Yeah, but we both forgot this time. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna recommend one thing. It's gonna be the new movie Panorama's album. <laughs> Because even I know I've recommended them before, but God, I, I finally got around to listening to it, and my God, it's fucking great. Is it good? Because you really got me into that first album, it's and right. I wanna now over now. Here's it's, it's weird because I think my my two favorite songs of theirs, even after this for even after this new album, is still Tonight and Word. Yeah, and that's off their first record. Those are still my two favorites, but I think it is a very clear overall. It's very clear that the second album is better overall than the first. Mm-hmm. So because it's it's, all, it's much more consistent with with the, with the lyrics, it, it's much more of a upbeat record. It's not as like sad because the other one sounded much more sad and kind of just down. It was, but I, I kind of appreciated that because yeah, because the vocals were still like really like charming and they it was mm-hmm. very comforting. That's, that's how I always describe it. Yeah, and uh, this one it, it is comforting. It, it, I, I kind of describe it as like a mix of their of their first the sound of their first album. Belong with like Moon Duo, and mm-hmm. if you anyone knows what that band is, and Cloud Nothings. It's kind of how I think of that new record. Uh, the, the the two singles off that were great, My ADD Heart and um, Baby Blues. Baby Blues was all yep. fantastic. So definitely check no, out I, that I, new I'm album. Gonna, I'm going to recommend that with you, even <laughs> even without listening to it, because this is actually one of the bands that kind of got me and Andrew to become friends. Like yeah, because he, uh, he claims I have terrible taste in music, and I've gotten him to at least like ten bands that he loves now. Not ten, at least like five. No, more, I, I, more than five, at least. Nick yeah. Drake, Moving Panoramas, yep. Loomer, um, Thor Veers. Yep. And one Interrupters. Interrupters, sure. And then uh, what's one more. I know that he's come up with one more on here. Um, I know we were talking about it last week too. I Marissa think we Nadler was that no, one. No, 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 no. I listen to him all the time too. I, I can't even remember. Oh my god. Either way. Yeah. I, I apparently have two taste in music, even though I get him to a lot of bands that he yeah. likes. All right. And it was goddamn. We've been talking for a very long time. Not as long as hair metal, though. No. So we did good there. All right. Stay tuned for next week. Yep. Um. Goodbye. Good night, Detroit. <laughs> Bye. Stole my line, you prick. I know. <laughs>